Welcome to the Woke Fast Podcast. Hi. Huh? Hello. Hello. Hello there. And what how goes it, Sire? You um caught me in the middle of an interview. I am backpedaling on this Jay Prince stuff. Foremost, first, wait, wait, wait. We're going to be joined by uh, another co-host, Rex Pistachio. He's a good friend of mine. Very Hello. Easily. He's not here yet, but he's should be joining us shortly. Um, wait, so wait, you're watching Jay Prince? Oh, wait. So I was like really, I guess, right? Like I knew Jay Prince. Right. CEO rap a lot for those that don't know. Right, right. Um, he started rap a lot. I didn't know how much, honestly, how much of an OG OG he was to the point yeah. where he had was called to mediate a de-escalation of Death Row Records and Bad Boy Records between Suge and Diddy. Like, mm-hmm. Diddy called him and was like, yo, Jay Prince, we need you to mediate this. Like, mm-hmm. that's an OG OG. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I need to find as much information. Because I was like, that was in 96, man. I was like, what, like, right. 11? So, I was like, I've got to find as much information as I possibly can on who this guy is. And he has a book out, a memoir on... I think it just came out. Yeah, I think it's called Money, Power, Respect or The Art of Money, Power and Respect. Mm -hmm. And man, I'm so interested in picking this up because I love to hear that. I love to hear about you know what I mean? How do you earn the respect of your peers? Not only your peers, but like generate like generations of people and we're talking about millennials now who are like calling Jay Prince like yo like Kanye called Kanye West called Jay Prince and was like yo I don't want this to escalate any further and Jay Prince was like you're right let's calm down the situation lines were crossed Mm -hmm. not where we're trying to go with this and the whole so wait, so Kanye West made the call to 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 Jay Prince in regards to the Drake and Pusha T beef. Yeah, yeah. How do you and know? He, he oh he just said it. I was listening. I was just in the middle of a an, an interview. He was on. He's actually been promoting the book on Hot ninety seven, right. um, Sway Universe, Breakfast Club, and right. so he's saying all this. And he's like, Kanye called. I don't know if Kanye called him or if Drake called him first, but he said that he spoke to both of them. And Kanye was mm-hmm. like, yo, like, I don't, I, this, I don't want this. And mm-hmm. he said he spoke to Drake. And um, yeah, he spoke to, he spoke to Drake and he was like, Drake had fully loaded diss track was ready to end careers. And Hold on, wait. So, so, so Rex Pistachio, what's up? 
What's going on, guys? Hello. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were there. Yeah. Hi, Janice. Nice hey, to hey, meet look. you. Hi. I'm going. <laughs> How you doing? Um, so I'm doing well. How about you, Trinice? I am. So, I, Rex, I was just talking to Mr. G to the AAAV about he caught me in the middle of a of a, a really interesting interview um, between Jay Prince and a bunch of other people. And his, he has a memoir book. And I was telling um, Gabe about the what the, the premise of it was and how. I didn't know he was like a serious OG, like, like almost like the godfather of this music industry, like where people are calling him to like de-escalate, like actual real life, like life-threatening beefs. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of power. And so, so I didn't know you. He showed just to give you some premise. He is the CEO of Rapalot Records out of Houston. Um. And Rap a Lot Records is where, uh, with the Ghetto Boys, Scarface, yes. um, all those guys came out of. BK, Pimp C. Pimp C, exactly, Bun B. Um, and so I, I didn't know this. Trinish just found this out. And Trinish, first of all, you're selfish, okay? Because you don't share none of this stuff with anybody else. Well, okay? I got to take a listen <laughs> first. Like like I said, you, like, I knew we were talking uh-huh. about recording today, but I was literally in the middle, like, 30 minutes in of this interview. And I'm like, I need to find as much information about this because how do you get to that level? And his book talks about that. His, uh, it's, I think it's called the, the art or the power of uh, uh, the art of money, power, respect, or something like that. Uh, uh, don't quote me, but it's on that, that order. And I'm like, how do you not only get the respect of your peers. Now he's been in this business since 86. He not only has the respect of his peers, but he has the respect of two generations. You think about the 90s kids and now the kids that are growing up in the the 2000s or whatever. Like I think what they're they called Gen Z. Like he has yeah. their respect and everybody's like like if Jay Prince say this is not how we move um, like people listen, and it's like- so so so. Wait, real quick, let's, let's let's dial it back just so Hunter's brought up the speed. So apparently he Sounds was like, uh, uh, the uh, the guy from uh, John Wick too. What'd you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell, uh, <owner. laughs> who the the guy that owned the club in the in the in the in the hotel? The hotel, yeah. yeah Where they go. Yeah, yeah. Where- where he, he literally controls like the world. <laughs> right, right, right. From a table in the back. Uh, well, apparently he had de-escalated the beef, um, uh, the Biggie and Tupac beef back in 96. Trini said that he had called P. Diddy or P. Diddy had called him to kind of like squash it between Death Row and Bad Boy. And well, between Shug and Diddy and to de-escalate it. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. That, right, like, exactly. How do you get to that level where you're like but let's bring it to relevant. Let's bring it to relevant uh, 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 terms because he was. I found this out um, earlier this week. But he was the one that said that he had spoke to Drake about the Drake and Pusha T beef, 
and he told Drake to squash it. And Drake has not um, responded to Pusha's T, um, the story of Adidon, which was when I heard that, I thought it was interesting. But then I read, um, I read a Twitter feed from Roy Woods Jr. You know who that is? Um, no, I've heard the, I've heard the name before. He's the comedian. He's the black guy that always does the funny little pieces on um, uh, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Okay. Uh, okay. Kind of looks like Stan from The Office a little bit. So apparently, this and this is a really funny story. Apparently, back in the day when he was getting started in comedy, he used to do a lot of prank calls. That was what like he was famous for. And so he literally like inked a deal to do like a record of prank calls. Like he was going to release an album of him prank calling a bunch of people in the industry, in the hip hop industry. And so uh, the record company gave him a list of contacts and one of the contacts was Jay Prince. And so <laughs> the story is kind of crazy. Uh, so basically um, he, you know, calls Jay Prince and, you know, he gives you the, the layout, you know, um, you call the person, then you give an impossible demand. The person reacts, you know, in a hysterical manner, you tell them it's a prank and then you both laugh about it. <laughs> so he calls Jay Prince and he pretends to be a record, uh, a mom and pop record uh, shop owner. And he's saying that rap a lot records, um, sales have been declining. And because of that, um, you know, uh, their sales have been declining. And so he wants Jay Prince to um, pay him for the, their losses that they've been having over the past couple of months. The first thing Jay Prince says, he, he like doesn't respond immediately. But then the first thing he says is, where are you at? <laughs> and immediately Roy Woods was shook <laughs> shooketh <laughs> so uh, then I guess one of the producers who was on the phone who knew Jay Prince was, got on the phone and like the person that was doing recording he was shook and so the producer gets on the phone and he's like hey Jay this is so and so um, we were just you know um, you know, just you know pulling a prank on you blah 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 he's like oh you're with so and so so that means you're at this location. And you can hear him in the background telling the driver, hey, turn around and let's go to this location. Immediately, Roy Woods leaves, gets on a plane and leaves Houston and goes back to Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> and he said, he was like, the whole time he was on the flight, he's entirely shook because he thought Jay Prince was going to hop out of the carryover, uh, the, the overhead bin, and then like choke him to death or something. <laughs> so to this day, he has immense respect for Jay Prince. He was, in, he was shook of him, and still to this day, when he goes to Houston, he has to look over his shoulder just in case Jay Prince wants to pop out and say something to him. And he was hoping that Jay Prince would confuse him with Roy Jones Jr. Of <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> just the, the amount of respect <laughs> that this man just carries and, like, his intensity. Like, he's a really intense, like, cold-blooded dude. So <laughs> the new format for prank calling Jay Prince is – you call Jay Prince, you give him a, a ridiculous demand, he confronts you about it, you leave the city, and you hope that you never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that's why you, know, you guys got to get on Twitter. <laughs> you got to get on Twitter. Wow. Um, and that came, that came out the day after uh, Jay Prince had uh, had apparently squashed the beef between Pusha T and, J and Drake. So that was my – so once I read that, I was like, wow, this guy must have some sort of like so demeanor he's like where he's like – Demands he's bigger respect. than Dr. Dre. He's bigger than right, right. But, but you don't hear like, about him because he's, he's clandestine. You know, he's he's a clandestine exactly. guy. Yeah. I've got to get my hand on this book. Like, you don't come up like that. Like, 
you have to have like an aura, like a beyond. Like maybe he's a member of the Illuminati. <laughs> you know, he might be a thirty-third degree Freemason. Who knows? Yeah, like, <laughs> he just got shit on everybody. He, I have no he, idea. He and, he and he and the Rothschilds hang, hang out. I have no idea how you can command that much respect, but everybody gives it to him. So, listen, Houston, I guess Houston in the 70s and 80s was probably just as crazy as any other place, any other inner city in the 70s and 80s. And it created a certain breed of individual where, you know, your actions speak louder than your words. And it seems like his actions spoke louder than his words, especially for Roy Woods Jr. <laughs> yeah. Well, Texas, you know, Texas does everything big. So <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know, they, but they don't, they don't mess around. Yes. Yes. But nonetheless, welcome to the woke fast podcast, everybody. This is episode seven with Rex Pistachio and my guest host, Rex Pistachio and my co-host. Train easy in these streets. Yes, sir. And it's your boy, G to the A-A-A-A-B-E, Matthew Hunter. Yes. How's it going? How did you, did, so did everybody get a chance to listen to Kids See Ghost yet? Uh, I heard the first two tracks. I, you know what? They, they've got some, Kid Cuddy has some really interesting, first of all, the tracks, and Mike called this to my attention, the tracks mm-hmm. are different than what is on iTunes versus what's Spotify. And I have Spotify. Really? I don't have iTunes on my phone. Okay. They're yeah, I have Spotify different. as well. Yeah, yeah. they're listed yeah. different. So the maybe the songs that I've referenced are maybe different from the audience or I don't mm-hmm. know. I, Gabe, I think you have Spotify too. Um, I do. I did hear the album in full and there's about five songs that I really like and maybe like two that I don't but I'm not I'm mm. not gonna call them out by name because I think there's a there it's different um mm-hmm. but overall I really you know I you know I love some cutty um I really like it it's it's classic yeah yeah um I, I haven't I listened Hunter. to Kit Cuddy in a long long time I guess since I worked at Triumph back in back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Well, you know, it's funny because I was going and me and like my three other bros from work were freaking out because we couldn't find it on Apple Music or Spotify. Um, and we're like, dude, what the hell? We've been waiting for this. Like I was up at like midnight. I think I was up to like one o'clock in the morning. I was just checking just to see it had dropped around that time and it didn't. So obviously this morning I double checked again, wasn't available. Get to work and like we all huddled, huddled together and we're just like, what's going on? What's happening? Eventually you found out that... Um, they had streamed it last night while they're in LA for a listening party through the at wave, which uh, streamed uh, Ye's album um, yay in Wyoming the week before. And um, basically it, it was available on title first. And I was, I was, I was, I was, when it was on title, I was a little, we just lost Rex pistachio. Not surprising. Um, when it was on title, I download a title. <laughs> I, paid. I I put in my information to pay for it. And basically, I listened to the album in work. I, I, I teach, and I was in the middle of the classroom, and they were doing work, and I put it on. They're like, oh, is that new Kid Cudi? Oh, is that new Kanye? I'm like, yes, let's listen. <laughs> um, and it, 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 it was good, but like I, I wasn't listening in like my car, which I listened to most of my music. 
So I went to lunch and eventually it was available on Spotify and I listened to it and I really loved the song. Um, um, hey, welcome back, Rex. Jeez, this is, what this is what's going to happen now, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> welcome to Anchor and welcome to the Woke Fast Podcast uh, brought to you by Anchor. A couple of technical difficulties. But um, what was the song? Oh, my God. I was just listening to it. Um, it's the last song on the album. It's with Kid Cudi and... Um, Mr. Hudson and Kanye. Yeah. And there's a fourth person that's singing. I forget. But they're talking about like gun violence and depression. Yeah. And yeah. I really like that song a lot because it's just like just telling you just to just it's just it's just like an awareness thing. Just be aware that like, yeah, things are tough, but, you know, you got to find a way to um, to get past it. And in the last verse, uh, the last sentence of the song um basically the stance is like you know we, we you, you come from an environment where crime is the requirement and hopefully and then uh and then you go to prison which is your retirement hopefully you can learn from alice marie johnson and be inspired Ooh. then nice. yeah and that's and that's what that's what that's what you wanted to talk about hunter was alice yeah. marie johnson that's so pretty that top, that's pretty topical right there but um right exactly so people have speculated that he had wrote the verse like within the past two weeks, you know, yeah. because she just yeah. got pardoned uh, this well, week, right? You know, perhaps, uh, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but perhaps um, to get Trump's attention, Kanye kind of, you know, I guess sort of sweetened, uh, buttered uh, Donald Trump up wearing the, the MAGA hat and uh, to get Kim Kardashian in there, which, you know, uh, Johnson was her was something that she was really working on and wanted to get right. wanted to happen. So, right. you know, yeah. perhaps that's that's what, you know, by Kanye doing that, he opened the door for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's just one theory. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I never thought about that. I was talking to a couple of students. Um, not even students. They're actually uh, my coworkers. Uh, I was talking to them. I was like, yo, did you listen to the album? And they are like on a Kanye band. They're like, no, how dare he say the things and promote the things and align himself. I'm like, first of all, first of all, I was like, I told you guys to read Behold a Pelt Horse. I gave you the PDF. And if you read that, don't even think about Kanye at this point. Just think about Trump and think about how divisive he is to the political establishment. And the fact that he is not a part of the previous establishment, he's a little different. And we talked about this in the previous podcast. Trinish, you said he's not a traditional Freemason. He's a Scottish rights. Yeah. How does that play into the political spectrum? Well, basically, um, Dr. Phil Valentine had said this, and I'm, I'm quoting him, is like, what we're witnessing is infighting. Like, every, every what I want to say, like every brotherhood, every society, every fraternity wants, you know, it's like watch the throne at this point. And so mm -hmm. what we're witnessing is infighting between secret societies mm -hmm. for power. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, he's a, he's a Knights, no Knights Templar. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if you guys watch um, Assassin's Creed, the, the, the movies, but they yes. talk about that heavily, 
heavily and they've if if you're a history buff like they've had some real history in those movies about like the knights templars Mm -hmm. and uh protector of secrets and stuff like that so right the knights templars were the ones that were the ones behind the holy grail mission to the middle east from you know europe correct yeah yeah um, so if you want to know about them and the history and the different rights, like definitely watch those Assassin Creed's movies. Um, they, they throw in a lot of history stuff. Like I didn't even know, um, mm-hmm. about, about them, but yeah, no, he's, he's part of that sect and yeah, they haven't had anybody in power for a long time. So so what is what is the Scottish rights you said? Yeah, Scottish rights. There's two. Is- yeah, there's two Freemasons. You have the Scottish right, and then you have York, right? Uh, you would know better than I would. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, oh, okay. So they're they're they're, they're subdivisions of the of Freemasons. Yeah. Well, okay. basically. They're Freemasons and they should like, you know what I mean? Like respect the brotherhood, right? But one has different levels. Um, I think Scottish has maybe 13 levels and then the other one is 33, 33. It's huh. York and Scottish, right? York and, I mean, I'm just gonna Google it real quick. Well, in the meantime, while you're Googling that, I was watching um, some uh, Bill Cooper interviews uh, this week, and he said that, you know, he was part of the Demolay Society, which is like the junior Freemasons that they, you know, use the indoctrination for the kids uh, that eventually when they become adults, they can be part of the uh, uh, Freemason societies or secret societies. And he was part of the intelligence community, the naval intelligence community. And Mm -hmm. he said that um, most people that are in those high level top secret positions are Freemasons. And he asked, and he asked uh, one of the guys, he was like, well, it's funny. Like, he was like, why are, why, why is everybody a Freemason? And he says that Freemasons are used to keeping secrets. So when you look at like the political people, when you look at like people in senior military positions, they are 32nd and 33, 33rd degree Masons. Um, And they're, they're a part of, you know, these organizations that possibly want to move things along in a, in a in a certain um in a certain direction and the direction is the new world order according to him right. and so right. um trump maybe uh he's probably one of these secret societies but he might be part of a different you know uh uh kind of like what you said hunter a subsection of the freemasons you know so there could be like the freemasons but underneath them are the york and then the scottish rights and then you know there's probably more little splinters oh there he, we lost him again yeah, Scottish and yeah, there's two branches. There's the Scottish and the, the York rights. And um Donald Trump is of the Scottish. Okay. Uh, um and it just be it's different. They have a whole different, you know, branch and levels right. stuff like that. Right. Um so it's 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 interesting and and you know if you guys ever get a chance to listen to to Dr. Phil Valentine on YouTube like he breaks this down and um mm-hmm. he talks about like Illuminati he's like the Welcome Illuminati back. he's mm-hmm. like that stuff is like 
you know what I mean? That's like uh, national treasure movie, uh, you know, Da Vinci Code, fantasy, Star Trekky kind of um, stuff. Where it's 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 Hollywood now, a little right, bit of Hollywood. He talks about the most powerful group, and Lord help me, hope nobody. <laughs> Uh, the 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 big brother listening, and I hope you know somebody doesn't pull. Oh, they, they totally are. My face. They to- <laughs> you know, welcome, welcome, big brother. Yes, <laughs> they're listening. We're and about big brother. But um, and I've tried, guys. I've I've looked, tried high and low. And Doctor Phil Valentine said this. He was like, "You're not going to find any information anywhere." Um about the Inaculaba is the most powerful, like all those guys like Rockefeller and um, uh, uh, Rothschilds, uh, Rothschilds, they were like, they they answered to the Inaculaba and it's the most, that everybody's like, oh, the Illuminati, the Illuminati is this. He's like, the Illuminati ain't shit. Compared Just like to- us talking about the president. I'm like, oh, the president runs it. It's like, yeah, no, he doesn't. No, but- he doesn't. Not at all. Like, the inoculaba. And when I, when I tell you guys that I have tried high and low, like, <laughs> I went to library, but to, yeah, mm-hmm. to the library. I tried to find information about there. There is no information. No information really? at all. Uh, this is just something that is just white and I, I have no way of I, I'm not a hacker so I have no way of getting onto the dark net <laughs> the dark web. yeah you know what I mean because you know there's two internets right. um, there's the stuff that we have and then there's you know the real shit um, <laughs> yeah some scary stuff too yeah, yeah, yeah not very pleasant at all. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's no information about that. So, you know, you just you gotta just keep your ear to the ground and your 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 nose to the sky about like stuff. And um, it's interesting that you talk about Bill Cooper, uh, Gabe, because I was just Mike and I was just talking about um, him, and I rem- I was saying telling Mike like the reason why he died and I was like when people have something really really important to say they take you out you know like if Alex Jones had anything important to say they would have been oh my god he would have been gone like immediately so Bill Cooper let me tell you guys on June 28th 2001 you can look this up he on his radio show he said guys get prepared there is going to be attack on american soil and they're going to blame it on this guy osama bin laden he was like mark my words november of 2001 he was shot and killed in front of his house mm. well do you, do you know about uh some of the journalists that uncovered the cia uh bringing in drugs to uh, inner cities, um, they've been shot and killed. Trying, or Wait, really? 
Oh my God. Please, uh, please go into detail. <laughs> um, you ever see the movie, the messenger? Um, it's with, um, Keanu Reeves or no, 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 no. Uh, it's, uh, the guy that plays Hawkeye in the Avengers. Um, what's his name? Okay. Yeah. I got, um, I know. Jeremy, no. Jer- Jeremy Renner. Renner. Yeah. Yeah. He plays a, uh, this journalist from like the eighties who uncovered, um, CIA basically bringing in drugs to the inner cities um, and helping the cartels out. Uh, and he was he and he was blackballed from, you know, his his colleagues and his peers. And his, he was, you know, losing his job, uh, losing his family. And finally, he was uh, he was shot. But he, they said it was a suicide, but he shot himself in the head twice. <laughs> I always get skeptical when I see those suicide headlines, but continue. So, I mean, look up. Uh, I got to You know what? I'm going to look up some of his stuff um, right now. Uh, uh, there's also guys like uh, Jeremy Scahill you have to check out, who's, you know, constantly going to the middle east and you know he he was shitting on obama for his foreign policy now he's shitting on trump for his foreign policy he basically shits on foreign policy of america and (laughs) you got to read some of his stuff uh and there was a couple other uh journalists that the names escaped me but they uh but they were they were uh like the one guy um who uncovered a uh, bunch of shit from the military. Um, apparently, he drove a hundred miles into a tr- hundred miles an hour into a tree. And a lot of people think that his car, the tech, uh, the electronics, so the computer in his car was hijacked. And Ooh. yeah, because uh, they're like, why would he do something like that? Um, even his friend, one of his friends, who was in, who was in the military in the navy seals who became his friend and was like dude like you, you know like I, he he became disenchanted from his military experience became friends with this journalist he was like there's no way michael michael hastings is his name um look him up too you know there's so many uh, journalist journalists man when they uncover shit like they're gone like they're gone yeah. and yeah and that's same thing with, you know, people that when I told you, Gabe, like if, you know, if I were to become a politician, I, my, my, my purpose would be to end the war on drugs. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'd probably shot and killed. <laughs> yeah. You know, <clears throat> and that goes perpetuates, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, you know, y- y- jobs, DEA, you know, it, I, I'm taking away jobs. I'm taking away the cartels that that give money to banks to launder their money. You know, like banks are losing money. You know, there's so many people that are going to lose money in the war on drugs. Yeah, uh, it's just taken away. Prison industry, the the guns, the arms, ammunitions industry. Like, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Like, it, it affects foreign privatist- policy. Yeah, yeah, it does. It yeah. affects the borders. It's funny because borders that- I. I- Terrorized people won't be trying to get out of Mexico anymore because the cartel right. won't be running Mexico anymore. 
Right, right. Um, I was watching, um, well, I was listening to um, WBAI broadcasts, and they were talking about a journalist that was um, a celebrated journalist that was kind of exposing a lot of the corruption in the governments in South America. And I want to say either Brazil or Colombia, or one, one, one of those countries that kind of been having some issues with, you know, uh, drugs and cartels and so on and so forth. And his identity, you, you don't know his identity. <laughs> and the lady who had like, you know, spoke with him and, you know, had done, I guess, a piece on him. Um, she asked, he was like, well, why don't you want to, you know, reveal your identity? And he was like, well, my identity is not important. What's important is the information I'm releasing. And somebody asked him, like, well, do you think it's a safety standpoint? She was like, I couldn't help to consider that, you know, that, you know, he's trying to protect his safety and his family, obviously. But he also is just like, this information is not for me to be celebrated. This information is for the people so that they can be aware of what's happening in this country. So, you know, that makes me think about like, you know, maybe journalists need to kind of be a little bit more anonymous these days. And, you know, for the sake of safety, uh, because at the end of the day, like there are, you know, plans and action for people to kind of continuously keep these, 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 these societal, quote unquote, societal norms in place. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Um, what I was going to say, do you guys remember that horrible, horrific story a few years back where the mother or the nanny had killed um, in New York, uh, a Park Avenue family. The nanny had murdered the kids, stabbed the kids to death. Mm-mm. Why? I've heard so many stories like that. I'm not, I might, I don't know. I, I might've heard it. Several years back, there was a CBS or NBC executive um, I'm not sure if he was an executive or was he just like a regular director or senior director or vice president or whatever, but mm. he had uncovered something and he wanted to put it forth about uh, the banking industry and the whole, um, I think it was the collapse of 2018. I mean, 20, 2008. 2008, yeah. 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 He wanted to put forth like what he had uncovered about the whole thing. And it was like, it was like horrific. It was like, like everybody was in cahoots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Federal Reserve. Yeah. I, oh, man. It was, uh, this is, we're talking about. It's an evil, evil department. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, the fact that central banking is such a scary thing, especially since we can't. It, especially since the Federal Reserve is not transparent, like there's, n- we can't audit the Federal Reserve, which doesn't make any sense right. to me. Well, it's it's a private entity first and foremost. It is. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's ran by the world banks, but that's a whole other conversation. Go ahead, continue your story, Trinice. Well, yeah, no, just on that same order. It's just like like he was trying to put forth this story. He was going to publish it. You know what I mean? Probably, you know what I mean? Like, he's doing a good thing. He's putting this story out. He's informing the people. And next thing you know, his kids get knifed up, you know? Yeah. Oh, really? That was his family? That, that Really? Yeah. It was bad. It was... And, of course, the news doesn't report this. Mm. Um, 
I'll send you guys the article afterwards, but it's just, it's hard. Like, like you're right. Like, and like, it, it's almost like you have to publish in a anonymous name and like, right. I don't Pseudonym. know how you hide your, 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 um, what is it called? Your IP address. <laughs> I don't know how you hide that, but you almost have to hide that too, or publish from somebody else's computer. Yeah. So wait, what happened to him or what happened to the nanny? Uh, she was you never heard of again, and the 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 wife, the mother, found her kids, and the nanny knifed up, and he took a sabbatical. Like he's the story never got published, and he was distraught. I mean, he had his kids were young, like eleven and like seven or something. And can you like that would destroy me, destroy me. And that's where now, where I think it's like. They've gotten too obvious now with killing the person where now it's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to really get you now. I'm going to you, your family's going to come up missing and and body parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Damn. I missed that. I missed that story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, she just kind of basically just said that um, the family, the, the kids were murdered and he kind of disappeared and so did the nanny. Um, but like, that's just the whole suppression of information. It's, you know, what Bill Cooper, um, I don't know if Trini, if you saw the, the link I sent you earlier this week, but, um, basically he was just saying that like, you know, the methods have become a lot more, um, sophisticated. Um, and you know, for instance, he was talking a lot about like the bill, uh, I'm sorry, the bill, the John F. Kennedy assassination. And he talked about how John F. Kennedy was trying to expose like, you know, a lot of top secret documents that he felt that people should know about, um, including the fact that he was trying to get away from the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. um, yep. and uh, 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 printing money and going back to U.S. Constitution back notes. Um, and yep. he said that was that that was the singular thing that got him killed was the yeah. fact that he was going yeah. against the Federal Reserve um, because, you know, essentially, yeah, you know, it wasn't, they, it wasn't disclosure and all the other stuff. Right. Like he was. Yeah. No, they took him out. <laughs> he had to go. Yeah. You well, do you, do you know the Aurora shooter? You remember the theater shooter from Colorado? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know his father was going to be on trial the next week for the World Bank? In- yes. Oh, yeah. what? what again? About this? Yes. What happened? In, yes. Uh, there was a scandal. Rex, Rex. Before I just before you had dropped off, I was just telling. Gabe, I said, it, it's become, it's too obvious to take out the person now because people are catching on. Yeah. Like, yeah. All of a sudden. There's too much news. There's too much yeah. news. You know, everybody has, everybody has an imprint now. They go after your family. And so yeah. this, the CBS or NBC executive who had his, who was going to come out with that, that story about the financial collapse, his kids get knifed up. So I remember exactly what you're saying about the Aurora, Colorado. His father was like, he was, he was an executive or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the, yeah. I think for, I think for the world bank. Yeah. Um, pretty high up there. And he was on trial in England, in London. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it was just, you know, it's just too weird of a coincidence. Yeah, Bernie Madoff, he knew some shit, and all of a sudden his 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 son is 
apparent suicide. You know, I love I love that that headline. Like everybody's like, oh, mental health and depression, and we've got to do this. No, yeah. guys, you guys need to open up one other eye and like be like, listen, you know, was it suicide or was it murder? Because I immediately think murder. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. for for instances like that. Yeah, definitely. So wait, so the Aurora, Colorado shooter, his dad was was on trial. Yeah. No, he was going to testify, right? right? Yes, that's right. He was going to testify. Okay, so him, so the son being the shooter of the movie theater, that does what for his father? Well, that probably goes against his credibility, and mm-hmm. he now he has to deal with his son. Yeah. All right. So. You know, you can't, as far as being on trial, that, that takes him out of it. Yeah. It's like, I'll pick one. Are you going to be there for your son? Are you going to be there to testify against these very powerful right. people? And like I said, that, that you know, it, 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 him testifying, he kind of loses credibility because of his family. Right, right. Yeah, you know, that's real crazy. That's real crazy. And you know what's <laughs> funny about that is that. His dad name is uh, Robert Holmes. Just look him up. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so funny because Bill Cooper was saying that, and you know, in the beginning of one of the videos I watched this week, he was saying something along the lines of that, you know, they will use drugs and some sort of mental brainwashing conditioning technique to send uh, these people into mass places to create um, these mass shootings in an attempt for the public to have some sort of outcry. So that they can look for the government to do something about gun control, which ultimately, you know, from a conspiracy theorist, you know, worst case scenario standpoint is that they will eventually eliminate the ownership of guns so so that the government can take over. But what not what a, a lot of people do not know is that the Second Amendment was not created for the individual right of gun ownership. It was created so that the states could de- defend themselves against the federal government if they decided to take over. So, like, if just if Donald Trump, for instance, decided that he wanted to take over the country, New Jersey, Delaware, New York, Pennsylvania can get their National Guards, their Air National Guards and local militias to fight against the federal military. And, you know, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, I, that makes sense. Um, but he's he's doing a horrible job now that he wants to uh, end the federal ban on marijuana. What do you mean? Yeah, that. yeah. He he wants to he wants to end the federal ban. He wants he wants the DEA to stop fucking with states that legalize marijuana. Yeah, this just no. in. Is this brand new? Like as this of what? Today. Oh, as of snap. today. Yeah. So, I mean, he's for, for some crazy reason, man. He's he's uh, he's he's doing some shit right now that's kind of like whoa, like stirring the pot. Yeah. And it's it's definitely, but you're like, why? Like, why is he doing all this? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> like, is there something else going on that you know? Absolutely. I mean, is, Absolutely. I mean for for me, like you know, my pet, my my pet issues are you know, we're on drugs and foreign policy. So right. like, I, th- I think that just, I think that's that's those are the systems that are that if you're if you're talking about oppression like that's where they stem from right there 
like two yeah. issues right there. Yeah. And, and you need to take those systems out. And, uh, and right now that's, he's, he's work. It seems like he's working on the war against drugs. Like it's weird. And, and prison reform and justice reform. I don't know. Denise? Yeah. Denise? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> are you are you here? Are you with us? I'm with you. <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, what do you what do you think in regards to what Hunter just said? In regards to Trump and the prison reform and possible drug reform? Yeah, this is like um yeah, we were just actually talking about that because uh, Mike goes, um, we need to invest in stock <laughs> in any sort of you know medical marijuana company startup like we need to invest in stock asap um Listen, i got the app i got the hey, stock so- let me know when you're ready i got you're it thinking about investing in stock um scott's miracle grow yep exactly yeah they're indirectly uh, affiliated with the marijuana market uh because they produce a lot of the equipment and a lot of the uh the nutrients that these growers across and we're talking worldwide uh, they use these, they use Scott's Miracle Grow ingredients to grow, uh, whether it's indoor, outdoor, whatever. Um, they create the hydroponic system that they, u- that they need for uh, growing indoor. Um, they also create all the nutrients that they need for, um, for the actual uh, growing. So like stuff for the soil. Um, yeah, Scott's Miracle Grow. Um, I, I have a stock in um, AbbVie, which is a pharmaceutical firm. Uh, that has dedicated a lot of research and energy and resources to uh, medical medical marijuana research. Um, yeah, man, come on, come on, it's the wave. It's gonna be it's gonna be legal within the next five years. Yeah. So yeah. You, if you invest in some sort of that, you know, I got that from my I got that from my boy Vander, his mom, because she's into stock. She's in the real estate uh, investment. She's a real estate actually. Uh, she she sells and buys real estate. And she told him, and when he told me what she said, I trusted her, and I never met her. Like I met her once, and I was like, "Vander, I don't know why, but I believe your mom." <laughs> and so after that, I bought some miracle marijuana stock, and it's been doing pretty good for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not getting crazy. Different. I don't have like a thousand dollars in it, but you know, I got enough where I'm seeing certain gains and growth. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what my that's what my mom's doing too. Yeah, she's buying some stock, but I'm doing. I'll send you the app because I get money and you get money. (laughs) I'm so I have like, I've, I think I'm doing too much here. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm learning as I go along guys. Cause I'm, I know about stock. I've took classes in school and all the other stuff, but to really, really get into this, like these bond yield curves and, and, and watch out for this bond and, this yield and and how like really studying the market like I'm I'm just being brought up to speed on this, mm-hmm. um and I had a I talked to a friend of mine who was we were heavy conversation, heavy conversation about cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. um and I'm just wrapping my head around that, um where you know what I mean like uh, we. Pretty much, I think everybody's in agreement that Bitcoin probably has reached its maturity. I don't think it'll it'll go back up, but I don't think it'll go back to where it was. Uh, I mean, people have made millions. Five months ago? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I it's. Jumped the, I jumped the boat. I jumped on the bandwagon briefly. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I, but you know, I knew, I heard about it when it first came out. That's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. And I wasn't in a position where I'm at now where I was, this is like literally, it's probably like 10 years ago. Um, and I wasn't thinking about it from that standpoint of, you know, uh, uh, future investing. I wasn't, but I was, but I was though, because I was looking at, um, yeah, this had to have been around 2008 because I was looking at Marvel as a company to invest my money in because I knew that they were going to be churning out these movies because Iron Man had did well. They had video games and merchandise and all the stuff. And I was looking to, to get into it. I was like, so I was doing like, I was going to investopedia.com doing simulation, um, buying and uh, selling, um, just doing that. And lo and behold, um, Disney bought Marvel. <laughs> and the stock that was originally at 35 bucks at the time, which is very reasonable for like, you know, pretty decent, you know, for, for a stock that can, that can have uh, um, growth, you know, it shot up to like 140 bucks, you know, additional 100 bucks. So at that point, I was out of the game. Um, but I remember in my research, I remember hearing about Bitcoin and I was intrigued because I was like, what is this? You know, looking back in retrospect, it is a disruptive technology. Um, and you know, it, it does change the game in regards to the whole idea of, um, economics and having decentralized currency Yeah. and the fact that it is verified, um, by other people and you can't counterfeit it. Um, that is disruptive to the the economic system you know the central banking system specifically speaking and i remember i was talking to my students about this back around you know the winter time it's creating competition like, for it it really did it really yeah. did uh, you, now people know about ethereum now people know about litecoin that that dash coin uh dogecoin um all these companies i mean all these uh uh um uh, uh coin uh coin based cryptocurrencies um but i was telling my students i was like honestly this, this, the, these cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Litecoin, they're not for us because we have established banking systems with checking accounts and debit cards and credit cards. However, in places where they don't have those systems, a strong banking system or a strong dollar or whatever, um, whatever the currency is, that's where it's important. So I'm talking countries like Guatemala, countries like um, uh, Honduras, countries like Nigeria, countries like, um, countries like Indonesia. Um, they can benefit from this because they don't need to go to the banks for uh, to send money to you. They can send it to you through the internet. All they need is an internet connection and possibly a phone. They don't even need a computer at this point. And there you go. You have access to money. You cash it out. You freaking now have access to, 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 to funds. And you don't have to go through anybody and get a service charge as a result of that. The Western unions and money grams of the world. Um, so, you know, I think I find it very interesting. I have the Cash App. I don't know if you guys know about the Cash App. No. Yeah. Where you can send you can send money to people. So say for instance, Hunter, me and you go out, we have some drinks. You pay for the drinks. I don't have cash on me. I can send you money from my debit card through this. Oh app. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Venmo, PayPal, they're all yeah. you know um, derivative of this. Yeah. Um, well, PayPal is probably the original, and then you know Venmo is owned by PayPal. Cash App is its own entity, but Cash App has a Bitcoin um, feature where you can buy and sell Bitcoin. Uh, through their yeah. app, which I thought was interesting. I was like, really? Wow. They're uh, jumping on that, man. huh? Yeah, they're, they are. And a lot of people are equating Bitcoin to gold. They're saying that that's determining the, the wealth of cryptocurrencies. Right. Um, it is speculative. Yeah. It's based off of people's opinion. And right now, people are kind of like bored with it now. 
Um, but it is opening the door for other currencies. I'm, I'm talking like banana coin. Banana coin is based off of bushels of banana in freaking the Philippines. <laughs> like backing this coin. Are, uh-huh. <laughs> That's what's backing this coin. And that was the issue with Bitcoin. People were like, well, what's backing this? And it was just like people's ideas, their thoughts about it, their feelings. And that's scary to like novice investors. Like, you know, it wasn't scary to me because I was like, this is the future. But then after I started losing money, I'm just like, I right, listen, bitch, this ain't the future. Let me get my damn money. <laughs> I put $50 in. I'm just going to get my 35 back. I think I got $25 back after that. I was like, God damn it. You were supposed to be at $30,000 by the end of June. And no, you're not. But it's an interesting concept. It is. And investing, I think at this point, it's just, it's just to me, it's a safe way of saving money. I just use that rather than savings because I'm not going to touch it. I know there's going to be gains and losses, um, but it's just for me who it's hard for me to save. I find that that, that it keeps me intrigued because I can always go in and check to see, I get more growth from that than from a traditional savings uh, account that has what 0.01% interest rate, like fuck out of here. Yeah. But it too, though, it's a long-term, like, so I had this conversation with one of my friends who, who trades often and, you know, he was like, you know, Chinese, like you have to stop thinking of, of trading and stock investment as this short-term game. Like you're not going to see a lot of your investment or return on your investment for like five years, honestly. Um, you know, just to be honest, you have to think of it as a long-term thing. And, yeah. and I think I've had it wrong for so many years. I'm like, I'm going to get in on some IPO and I'm going to get in while it's hot. And then it's just going to stock is just going to shoot up. Well, which is all we all hope for. And I'm going to, you know, make a whole lot of money. And, you know, I, I did that with, you know what I mean? Snapchat. I didn't get, I didn't have, I was broke bitch when Facebook went live. So, um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get jump in on the Facebook stock um, investment. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's still like long-term and I, I'm, I'm glad he clarified that for me. And I, I, it finally stuck in my head, you know what I mean? So I think that if we get it out of like, cause bit, like you said, Bitcoin came out 10 years ago. Yeah. And I just think about like where it was and where it is now in over 10 years, you, if you would have got in while the ground was hot in the, and you know what I mean? Like off the ground, just getting in the door. And then you think about 10 years now, you would still have a million dollars in the bank, even though it, you right. know, but think about, you're, talk, you're talking about Bitcoin, right? right. Yeah. yeah. But oh, think yeah. about what the internet was 10 years ago though. Nobody could foresee the internet being what it is today. Like nobody did. No, but like maybe Steve Jobs, maybe a couple of other like visionaries, um, maybe Kanye West, <laughs> my hero. Um, but like, you know, I think that plays into the growth of Bitcoin because people started to see the relevance in like 2012, 2011, four years after its initial um, appearance. Um uh, but like when I heard about it, I thought it was intriguing because it was just something that just I had never heard of something in, in, in this form before. But I, it wasn't enough for me to kind of jump in on it because I just didn't understand the market. I didn't understand um, the idea of a bull market versus a bear market, um, initial coin offerings, initial IPOs, 
I wasn't I wasn't invested, um, you know, mentally and emotionally into uh, when well, I shouldn't be emotionally invested into stock trading, but I wasn't invested into it mentally to kind of really appreciate what it would be like other people just happen to just do it because they want that thought was a cool, cool way to buy pizza. And now the millionaires. Um, yeah. Apparently people apparently somebody bought uh, 50 cent bought something with Bitcoin or accepted the payment of Bitcoin. And he was like, he got an additional 60,000, which turned out to be false. But it fed the speculation of Bitcoin, you know, about just like, you know, it's easy to say things in retrospect, you know, looking back. But like in 2008, people were thinking about like just keeping a home. Like in 2008, we were just, I know me and you, Hunter, we were just thinking about just making sure we can make a work a double on a Friday or a Saturday, you know, yeah. and just being able to kind of like, you we know, go out to the bars, you know. Right, exactly. You know, and you know, Chinese, you, I think you were just thinking about like, you know, getting settled down and figuring out your whole family situation, you know? So, you know, in 2008 was tumultuous for a lot of people because they were losing a lot of things due to the, the, the housing That's market. Crisis, yeah. So it wasn't, yeah, it was definitely a tumultuous economic era. Yeah. So for, for you to kind of pay attention to that then, I mean, you just happened to just, I think it was just like, you just happened to pull the trigger at the right time. It's just, yeah, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of it's based on luck, but, a lot of it's based on, like Janice said, uh, uh, her friend said, perseverance, you know, just kind of sticking it out. Yeah. Long, yeah. Thinking long term. Thinking long term. I think mar medical marijuana could be the Bitcoin, you know. If, oh, if, absolutely. If, 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 people pay, if people pay attention and play it right, put the money where it needs to be, you know, between Scott's Miracle Grow, AbbVie, there's a lot of Canadian companies because Canada can't Canada uh, Canada <laughs> doesn't have the the regulations that the United States have when it comes to um, marijuana growing. Um, so there's a lot of Canadian companies that you can invest in. I think Canadian co companies are traded through the Nasdaq, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but like America, like California, is like one of the sole producers of marijuana for like you know a good part of the north northeast. I mean the North America. So yeah, humble county. Yeah, North Northern California, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like you said, yeah, um, yeah. I want to look into that myself. I've just kind of look into uh, buying buying stocks like of, uh, of Scott's Miracle Grow and and all that. Just kind of yeah. see what happens. Listen, I got a shameless plug. It's called Stockpile. I was doing a couple of them. I did Acorns uh, sometime last year. Um, Vander swears by Acorn. Acorn is penny stocks, and you don't have much control over what you buy. Um, and then I was doing another one called Stash. Stash is a little bit more specific. So there's three different tiers, okay? It technically, there's like four different tiers. Um, the first tier is Acorns. Acorn just does everything for you. It's cool if you want to kind of save money based off of what you spend, because whatever you don't spend, they round it to a whole dollar amount and they put the difference in your uh, checking account or your savings account, whatever you uh, sign up for. Um, Stash is cool because they give you ETFs and ETFs are basically a group of stocks based off of a certain type of portfolio, um, whether it's technology or green energy or, um, you know, um, 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 real estate or, um, you know, futures, not futures, um, 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 commodities or bonds or uh, metal, gold, uh, precious metals. And you put a certain amount of money in that. And depending on how those ETFs do, um, you receive dividends or not. 
Um, then there's Stockpile. Stockpile is what, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street and all the movies, you know, Boiler Room and, you know, all those things that you see the guys on the floors trading. Yeah. That's essentially the closest thing you could do to that. Like you, I will legitimately own shares in Tesla. I own shares in um, uh, Fox. Um, I own shares in Adidas. I own shares in other companies. Um, and you can buy pretty much anything Elon Musk is involved with just buy anything, anything that that platform has, you can buy. Sometimes they don't have stuff, but as it's growing, it continues to add more and more stocks and they have ETFs too. ETFs are probably one of the safest bets that you can go because you're, you're, you're buying a group of stocks and you know how that group does, you know, ultimately, you know, the groups usually do fairly well together. Um, when you're buying like, you know, an Adidas, Adidas is probably doing better than, you know, say Nike or Reebok um, and, or, you know, uh, Tesla. I have shares in Tesla. Um, you know, Tesla is doing good, but so is, you know, Ford because Ford has been around for hundreds of years, for like over 150 years, mm-hmm. um, you know, as opposed to buying something that's fairly new. You know, you, you kind of, you know, you, you have your safety bets. You know, Google is a good bet because Google is always going to do well. Apple, you know. Um, but they're also expensive because they do well because right. everybody's been on the market. So, you know, that's where the kind of the, the legwork comes where you kind of have to sit there and do your research and you kind of have to look and see what you're interested in. The first step that they say in regards to investing is buy what you like. Right. So I like, I like Adidas. I like Tesla. I like Spotify. I like, you know, I like Twitter and Snapchat, um, little things like that. These tech companies that are growing. I like Alibaba, which is like the Google, eBay, Amazon of China. Um, Obviously, people love Amazon and Disney um, because I missed the mark on Fox back in 2008 when I found that Disney was going to acquire Fox um, like a couple of months ago. I bought I bought shares in Fox. I was like, no, not this time. I learned. Um, and so, you know, I, and I get a couple of emails saying that I got dividends back like it's like nine, ten cents, nothing crazy. But it lets me know that, you know, I'm, I'm doing things in the right direction. Um, the best place for you to get that information is yahoo investments yahoo investments yahoo yeah investments. So, wait does stockpile like they give you who's cutting the the checks like is stockpile depo- depositing in your account or i i reinvest my dividends okay so i have them take the money that i made from that and put it back into the stock um but you can if you want you can have the dividends go into your account but like I said, I treat it like a savings account. So like, mm. you know, whatever money I pull from my checking, I, I throw, you know, a certain percentage into that and I let it build up and then I start buying stocks to see or I buy more shares of a particular stock. Um, also, the cool thing about these apps and what they're doing is they're trying to get millennials, you know, the younger people into uh, investing. And so they allow you to buy fractions of stocks. So I own fractions in a lot of these companies. Um, so I own fractions, a fraction of shares in Adidas and Tesla and other companies i own a whole share in, like for instance fox because i want to have like a full 35 dollars worth so if they do make money i want to get like that full uh dividend so like you can you can you can tweak it you know i basically started with like 50 bucks and i kind of built it and built it and you know it grows a little bit and it, it declined i think i had a good amount of decline in the beginning of the year because just you know trump was doing the whole tax plan thing and that affects the market unfortunately um, a lot of speculation does affect the market, um, but it's it's interesting just to kind of see it. And Stockpile, going back to, I think, what you're going to ask, Trinise, Stockpile does give you information on those stocks. Like, you can find out, like, there's news articles that drop about um, 
about whatever happened that could affect the stock, like a CEO leaving or them taking on a new new CEO or them releasing quarterly annual or quarterly reports um, to show some of their growth or uh, losses. Um, Yahoo Investments, they do that, but they do it in, in a real specific and like a real strategic and detailed oriented way, which is why they're one of the best um, um, places to go get investment information. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. Um, if, if you don't mind just reading, you know, reading a lot of stuff. Another thing that people should pay attention to is the blockchain technology that is behind um, these cryptocurrencies, because a lot of people feel that this is going to be the new, the new internet. Right. It's verified and it's secured. Um, but the only thing about blockchain technology is companies now know that if you put blockchain in the name of that company, it shoots up your worth or it shoots up your stock price. You know, right. people start investing. So, like, it, I think there was a Long Island iced tea company changed their name to Long Island Blockchain. <laughs> and so their shares rose. <laughs> and I was just like, what? And they're, so they're telling you, like, on Yahoo Investments, it's like, be careful <laughs> when you're looking when you're looking at blockchain companies. Like, look at what the company does. Look at, like, their, 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 their mission statement or, you know, whatever their, you know, their, their, their background is so you don't get fooled. Because, like, people just jump on bandwagons just because it's easy, you know? Yeah, so it's it's the time, and it's worth, especially when it comes to your money and your like your future. It's worth the research. Do you uh do you have the app uh, Robinhood? I had the app Robinhood. It was really between Robinhood and Stockpile, but my sister had got me. Stockpile. My sister had gotten me um uh like she had bought me like a gift stock. Um, I was actually sending out gift stocks. I didn't send one to you, Trinice. I thought I did. Oh, she's not there anymore. <laughs> oh, so I, um, that bell was she 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 got cut off. OK, yeah. um, I yeah. sent um, I you can send. I, I, let me see if I can if I can still do it because they were doing it for Christmas. So I don't know um, if they still have it. But like Robinhood was cool because Robinhood is like stockpile. Robinhood is a little bit like it's more advanced than stockpile. But once again, they're trying to they, they create a Robinhood as a way for millennials to get into investing. Yeah. And well, that's Andre's all about stock or uh uh robin hood he's been yeah. he's been doing a lot of investing on that like uh, robin hood has a lot more stocks than stockpile which i can say um and i think they were adding a cryptocurrency um uh division as well um which i thought was really intriguing the thing about stockpile stockpile is attractive and it's a seamless looking app you know what i mean yeah. robin hood it looks yeah. a little bit more complicated but like if you if you could understand just like the basics you'll figure it out so you couldn't, you wouldn't go wrong either way with Robinhood, and I think they have like a, a, a like different tiers, like they have like a gold package where you get like a little bit more information, or a little bit more access to like advanced analytics or something like that. Yeah, so, I, I have the app on my phone, and um, I, I I still only have the the Chesapeake, uh, <laughs> the the the, uh, the stock that they gave me for you know just oh. on, but uh, but um, yeah, I'll, I I want to. Uh, I want to start uh, looking into some stuff on 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 uh, Robinhood since I have the yeah. app, but I want to check out Stockpile too. So, listen, bro, I'm a. This is a shameless plug. Another shameless plug. Stockpile. I'm gonna send you an invite. Um, hopefully, they allow you to gift. Um, because what I could do is I could send you like a, a gift of like whatever. Like they have like five stocks. It's like Apple, Google, Amazon, Nike, or something like that. And you yeah. choose one. 
and um, that'll get you started and then you'll start investing. And it's just like a, a way for you to kind of like same thing with your Chesapeake um, investment that you have with Robinhood. It's the same thing. Yeah. Just to kind of get you started. Oh, OK. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. So. So now it's been about an hour. Um, we talked. It went by fast and went real fast. Uh, we talked Kanye. We had to do it more often. We talked uh, Kid Cudi and Kanye's album, which was, you know, something that I think people should definitely listen to. Really good messages. We talked uh, Jay Prince. We talked Donald Trump and Freemasons and Illuminati. <laughs> we talked investment. We talked everything tonight, man. But thank you, Hunter, for joining us on the Woke Fast podcast. Um, thank you, brother. What, what, what do you have come up in the future? Anything you want to let the people know about? Any cool projects? Uh, we're we're uh, working on uh, that Rob Lowe album. Um, nice. uh, finished up the last song, and now we're gonna start, you know, mixing it together. And um, it's it's called. Uh, we finally have a title for it. It's called Posthuman. Yes. So futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just sort of a play off of uh, you know the the word posthumously. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I I'm I'm gonna live after the making of this album, so it won't be. <laughs> <much fun. laughs> I hope I'm gonna be alive when this album comes out. But yeah, so Me that's too. gonna be uh, posthuman is gonna be the name of the album. Um, there's gonna be seven tracks. So um, yeah. Um, I'll definitely send that out to you hopefully one day uh, soon and you'll be able to find it on the, the woke fest. Yes. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, folks check out uh, uh, Rex Pistachio, AKA Matthew Hunter's band fast nation wild. You can find them on Spotify, Apple music and anything else. Bandcamp. Bandcamp as well. Yep. Yes. And YouTube. They have a YouTube channel, some really cool videos. Right. So Yes. So thank you again. This is your boy G to the A-A-A-A-B-E with Trainee in the streets who is no longer with us because she probably passed out from drinking <laughs> a lot of whiskey. Um, but yes. Tell her I said goodnight. I will. I will. With our guest host, Rex Pistachio, on the Woke Fast Podcast. You folks have a great night. Good night. Oh, thank you.